This is another public service announcement brought to you in part by Slim Shady. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's cracking? Sorry, guys, for such a delay. It's been a crazy week. Wanted to actually get a quick one out today. I don't have a full lineup ready for us, but I wanted to make sure that we're still keeping up with everything. I know the finals have already started. Uh, we don't want to get too far behind as we're starting with that. But again, let me say we'll we'll get to game one of the NBA finals. Uh, feedback actually over the week. I had a few talk to me about wanting to do a forward backtrack type of prediction list of what I've gotten right, what I've gotten wrong so far. So Chatter actually let me Speed you up. I'll admit I am one for one right now with the NBA playoffs. I did take the Celtics to win the last series. I'm still strong with that opinion. I feel like they fell apart in game seven in the fourth quarter, but you know, it is what it is. Still, you know, it's LeBron James. I said they were favored. I don't feel too bad about that prediction. I did call the Warriors. I mean, I thought it was actually going to be a little bit closer. I thought it was going to be actually, I thought I was going to actually be wrong for a moment there. I said the way they were showing out on D in Houston and lighting it up. Chris Paul, MVP 1B of the league so far behind LeBron of this, of this year's playoff run. And man, it what a, what a, what a just, what a just robbery to all of us. I said to see Chris Paul get hurt again. It's definitely the reason why I thought Houston wasn't going to win in the long run, but talking about the worst time to ever be right. I hated to see CP3 get hurt, showing out the the shimmy on Steph Curry. Let me just say that. Top two moments of the NBA playoffs this far. Him putting it right in Steph's face and didn't even crack a smile. You know, it just, that's old school basketball right there. Just getting into your mind of your opponent when it was time. And Curry, you can even tell he was smiling. You know, he didn't want to, he didn't want to even go at the old vet. Between that and the crowning of rookie Jason Tatum with the dunk facial on King James in Game 7 in Boston. Holy smokes. If those weren't the two crowning moments of the playoffs thus far, I don't know what are. But finals are here. You know, it's gonna. It's only hopefully going to get better. I said this is, the, uh, this is the championship, so let's see if we can see some of that going forward. So 1-1 one, one on the basketball predictions thus far, but I actually want to jump back into the football for just one moment. I know last week I made my two-team prediction of what I think are the two teams that are going to improve in the NFC. Uh, still stand by them, but you know if we're going to look forward, backtrack. I will say I did have a did have a friend get in touch with me over the weekend. I have to say, I said my prediction as far as the NFC East, I'm still I'm still holding. I'm not fully convinced off my pick, but I am maybe a step back. Uh, my friend happened to remind me of what he thinks the Giants are going to be doing coming in this next season. And, you know, he made some good points. I, I'll give him that. I was like, I give you that, Dave. I uh, appreciate the appreciate the shout-out and the love for your team. Uh, it's not that I don't think that Eli still doesn't have it. I, he's not at the level that he's been at for that championship level. I mean, he has a Manning. We'll see what happens. But, you know, I like Saquon. I like the additions of Nate Soldier. Um, and honestly, I you know the new HC in town in New York. He's supposed to be an offensive guru, so we'll see what happens. And I do believe this is a league where worst to first is actually more plausible than most other leagues. The way the schedules flip from year to year based on 
previous season. You know, that, that helps a lot. The draft's a little bit more set up than a lottery, which is a freaking joke. But, yeah, I mean, I, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, uh, I'm still not backing off Dallas. I think they got the best line, got the best running back. I know, I know you did say there's a new sheriff in town in the NFC East in the backfield, Dave, but I got I to gotta check you on that one for a second. I've seen what I've seen out of old Zeke. And Saquon, I see he's, he looks like he's got all the pieces, but I've seen many Penn State running backs come to this league, highly touted and highly rated, and they've not only suffered, but they've flopped, which I hope that's not the case for 26. Got a lot of hope going forward with Saquon. I think he can actually maybe even be a better ceiling. I think he's a better Reggie Bush, but we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see what happens. But still still taking the Cowboys, and, you know, I'll, I'll we'll pause on that as we get into camps going forward. But my other prediction, San Francisco 49ers. I actually, I'll go ahead and mention I watched first take the other day, had it on, actually went and see the coverage of the NBA Finals on Thursday live out in Oracle. But they also did a couple guest questions from the crowd. And, you know, I, you know I'm on San Francisco. I said they're going to be the team that turns it around. And Max Kellerman on first take, you know, probably actually the first thing I've agreed with him on in six months, he had, a, he had this to say when he was asked about who he thought was going to have a better success next year in the Bay Area between the Raiders and the Niners. The San Francisco 49ers. And the reason is, you said it, Jimmy Garoppolo is the real deal. That's why Bill Belichick didn't want to trade him even though he has Tom freaking Brady and Kraft had to step in. Think about that. Belichick had to be overridden in order to get rid of Jimmy G. And by the way, once he started, the Niners didn't lose. That's an endorsement. Jimmy, Jimmy, the man's the truth. All he does is win, like DJ Khaled. So we'll see. A lot of, a lot of pressure on Jimmy coming in next year. But, man, I got faith in him. I want to see how he does. Moving over, let's jump back into basketball. Um, I mentioned I watched First Take uh, the other morning on Thursday. They always do a they always do a great job. I see covering the NBA Finals, a lot of sources. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, he's definitely the the man they usually kind of go to for NBA resource. You know, I enjoy watching their show, especially when it's the uh, the time to watch them when it's in season. Um, this was actually something they talked about the other day before they started covering the actual finals itself, and it was actually out west coast wasn't be covering even the golden state warriors it was talking about the other team out there in the sunshine state the la lakers and i'm long overdue to give a little love to the laker crowd listening in so this was something i thought i've actually excuse me found interesting about you know involved with the laker recruitment of recent time we've all seen the recruitment for philadelphia trying to go after lebron james and the lakers there's multiple billboards out there as well with the hashtag L.A. Braun, like LeBron, recruiting him for the purple and gold 23 crown to come out to La La Land. And I found it was interesting through all that that one of the biggest endorsers of the Lakers over time actually seemed to have a different opinion about the full recruitment of LeBron James. My man Ice Cube, yeah, yeah, he was on first take the other day with Stephen A. Smith. And it wasn't that he was actually trying to be, you know, too objective or biased on any question asked of him you know he's he's gonna show his hometown love but ice cube he knows what he's doing founder of the big three doing big things always has always will and you know he wasn't uh he wasn't too shy to shy away at his thoughts with the lakers and what they should be doing forward 
with their recruitment or you know possible recruitment going forward they asked him if he uh thinks that the Lakers should go all in on LeBron and he kind of backtracked and just thought you know you know I'd almost rather see us go one piece at a time every time that we tend to go get two people at the same time it doesn't work out for us and he mentioned Dwight Howard and Steve Nash um Carl Malone Gary Payton even though they were clearly past their prime when it happened but you know Cube made some good points and uh, I thought I'd actually share a little love to the Lakers real quick and see what uh see what they thought about one of their biggest fans in regards of talking about the recruitment of LeBron James. I mean, nobody would turn down LeBron, but you still got to make sure that the rest of your team is all right. You know, you don't Shoot doesn't even want the big two. LA the LeBron's. Big one. one at a time. I'm just shocked that it, it seems to be a lack of appreciation of the thought of getting LeBron and Purple and go. It, I mean, is it one of them situations where you want the last resident star to be that dude, Kobe Bryant? You don't want some other guy coming to the equation? No, it's not that. You know, I know somebody got to, you know, uh, replace the young... Mamba, master, but, but, uh, hey, you know, we would love to have LeBron, but, you know, if we don't get him, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to be like, yo, we got, we still got a great squad that, that, that can build. I'm willing to wait. You know, I'm, I'm a, you know, guys is laughing at the Lakers now, but it's laughing out, cry later. You know how it goes. Cube, the way you smirk when you say that, it's you are, you are telling on yourself a little bit there because, like, if I asked you like this, Yes. Does LeBron deserve the shine he gets to be compared to Jordan and people skip over Kobe? Or, or, or do you think Kobe's getting lost in this mix a little bit? I don't think you can lose Kobe in the mix. You know, what he's done in his career speaks for itself. You know, and I think, you know, Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, it's not numbers. It's all between the ears. And that's all I got to say. Yeah. Hold it. In that order? That's your order? No, that ain't my order. Oh, oh, oh. That ain't my order. Just I'm just saying just the comparison is not numbers. Okay. The comparison should be between the ears. And when you go between the ears, there's no comparison. Yeah. We're gonna I hear you, Cube. Not that I don't agree that LeBron James is as good as he is by all accounts. Um, I do like to look at both sides to every story or the multiple sides to every story. And I do think it's fascinating to hear, you know, the different opinions, the, the ones you don't necessarily hear shoved down our throats all the time. But, you know, moving forward to the actual finals, let's see. Game one, Thursday night, Cleveland on the road against Golden State and the Oracle. Going into this game, it, it's the hype exactly what you knew it was going to be. The best player in LeBron James is with his team going in against the best team, the Warriors, Dub Nation, you know, loaded state the dynasty, the team that Kevin Durant joined after a 73-win season, you know, the team that's ruled the NBA for the better half of the last two years, if not really four. I said they're not even winning all the titles, but they were, they were certainly in them. And, you know, it's that time against the NBA Finals, man. You know, it's a time for excitement. You know, I, w I was pumped for this game, game one. I'm sure a lot of us were. Um, didn't go crazy on my predictions. And I, I know nobody outside of Jay Williams took anybody but Golden State to win the to win the chip. I think I don't even know when he predicted them. I'd say that's bold to say the least, but I had the dubs in five myself. But still wanted to watch it. You know, I've seen a seen a lot of great things. This is why we turn in. This is this is the NBA finals. It's it's you know, put up or shut up time. You know, the best of the best on the bright lights, you know, roll out, check up, you know, and I didn't even, I was actually out of town in Knoxville this weekend. I had to head back into Savannah. So the next morning I said, but I was just, yeah, I had to stay back. I said, I had to watch game one myself. I just felt like, 
you know, something could happen. Who knows? I know we've seen some David Goliath matchups before, and, you know, things surprise you. And speaking of surprises, I mean, that was just it. I saw the spread. I saw what everybody was thinking that day. And I, I see the spread, plus 13, largest spread in the history of, like, an opening for the NBA Finals. And if my accountant has taught me anything, you see plus 13, you do not take that. That's just outrageous. They basically said the, the second largest was 12 and a half, and that was back when Allen Iverson was playing as the one-man show out there in Staples against Shaq and Kobe in that Laker dynasty. The Lakers hadn't even lost a game the entire playoffs and were hosting game one, and they had they were still only 12 and a half favorites uh, said over Iverson. In which, in which he won that freaking game on top of it. So, you know, that just goes to show you, you know, it's the NBA Finals. Anything can happen at this point. And, you know, sure enough, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch I'm gonna watch this. You know, we've seen, if nothing else, we've seen LeBron James, in my opinion, have, honestly, the best playoff runs, playoff run thus far in his entire career, and it's not even close. Let's see what he can, what he can keep cooking up. Let's, let's see what the man's doing in his prime. And, you know... Even, even with predictions aside, I said even knowing what you think was going to happen, I said as we turn on the game and we watch it, you know, even if we thought this game could be closed, nothing of what we witnessed was probably anything that we thought we were going to see, and it, it started off strong. Um, you know, Curry, the guy, figured I, I was waiting to see if Steph Curry's going to win his first MVP this year in the finals. I think it's he's definitely the engine that drives Golden State, in my opinion. It's definitely not the. It's definitely not 35 as much as he likes to think he is. But, you know, both teams, you know, they showed up to play. I mean, Curry's dropping threes in the first half. They're going back and forth. Hits the almost half-court three to end the to end the half to tie it up. But, you know, the story as we were all watching it, anyone who remotely was watching that game was the man himself, LeBron James, showing up on the road in Oracle against all odds and putting in work and putting the dubs on notice and it was pretty incredible to watch I have to say that the man finished with 51 I mean my goodness as he had 36 with I think about nine minutes to still to go in the third quarter so I mean I mean what a watch what a watch this this was a great game one of the NBA finals this is what all of us wanted to see is what we felt like we've been robbed of all season with all the injuries and for what was such a great game The finish to this game, I've got a bone to pick with the NBA. For the Amish community listening in that was unable to actually visually see game one of the finals and has been under a rock for the last 72 hours, you know, let let me just sum it up for you. Overtime victory, Golden State Warriors, you know, we all saw it. We saw what happened in the last, I think, five seconds of the ball game. J.R. Smith, I'm going to get to you. George Hill as well. But we're not even going to start there. I'm just going to start with this. NBA, how dare you rob the basketball fans of the world of the greatness that we were watching for the first four quarters of that NBA Finals? How dare you? I'm going to just say that. First of all, we're going to go ahead and cover that block charge call in just a second. That was the worst fucking call I have ever seen. That's ridiculous. I mean, my goodness. I mean, Van Gundy is talking about it on the sidelines, and they're looking at it. And you know, and you know what? In live action, I'm watching it, and it looked like a block to me in live action. And they're going to review it, and I'm looking at the score, and I'm like, man, two point game, thirty 
seconds left to go. Cleveland's up. What a, what a massive call right here. I said LeBron James might have just won the game right here. And as they're going to look at the call, Van Gundy is on the live broadcast explaining to everybody how this new rule works. It's been put in, I think, roughly about five years ago because – Let's be real. What would all of us even know about the rule changes over the last five years? This is basketball is not even the same as we've watched over the past 15 before that. But they're, they're reviewing the call, and he's stating that during a review, even if you're looking at the charge block rule, you have the right at that point to review a number of different things. Um, excuse me, they weren't reviewing the charge block. They were reviewing the... Uh, the, to see if LeBron James was in the restricted area. Um, at that point, you can review anything you want to about the play once it goes to the monitor. However, he clearly states during the broadcast that to initiate the replay, there has to be a question of whether the player, the defender, is in the restricted area or not. And anybody watching that game, Ray Charles could have seen that LeBron James was clearly outside the restricted area. So at this point, I'm like, my goodness, what am I watching? They already showed the play previously a couple possessions prior where LeBron strips Kevin Durant to get a clean steal right in front of the official, and he calls a foul, and I'm watching this. I'm like, my goodness, like, okay. Well, I said, well, this one's going to stay close. And then we get to that call. I'm looking at that call. Not only would that have gave Cleveland the ball with, with possession, excuse me, with two-point lead, 30 seconds to go. LeBron James having the best game in his career thus far. About to pass his game six performance against the Celtics, in my opinion. Greatest performance he's ever had against the, you know, the big three with Pierce, Ray Allen, KG, Rondo, those guys. That that was the best game he's ever played. Until tonight. That night, I said he was showing out against the best team in the world and Anyone watching that game could tell he was the best player on the court. And, you know, this calls everything. It's also the fifth foul on Durant. He's been struggling with LeBron all night. I mean, he got his points. He had 26 and 9, but who are we kidding? He was, LeBron was in some zone that we have not even seen from him yet before. Tearing up Curry and Durant. I almost didn't even know where Durant was on the court at some moments because he was so unpolarizing compared to what was going on with LeBron in this epic game that they were keep competing with with the with you know with loaded state and you know we get that call it should have been fifth call on Durant I said and possession I mean it's it was ridiculous so first of all Cleveland got hosed on that call shocker I don't know what it is with the NBA and their love for the Golden State Warriors and you know I said as I'm stating this I said I've seen I mean, you guys have heard my previous thoughts on LeBron James I I think he's great. I think he's the best player in the league. That's there's no question about that in my opinion. But I'm when it comes to goat conversations and things of that nature, you know, I'm I, I check it and I always tell people you need, you need to pause and wait until the story unfolds because there's no reason to be making predictions about things that haven't happened yet. So you know, in regards to those conversation, I mean, there's only one goat in my eyes currently and still is and hasn't been surpassed by any means, and that's. That's that's Michael Jordan. Let's be real. There's there's no question that's not the case. But with that being stated, because I do want to state that, this ending of this game, how dare you, NBA, rob us of what we were watching? In fairness to LeBron James, whether whether what any of us think in his ranking of greatest player of all time, we should be allowed the right to see if he can be the greatest player of all time. And the way that game was going, he was showing out.
And, you know, for those who love LeBron, you know, they were probably devastated to have watched that game sick. And, you know, and, the, and then the ones that don't like him, I said, what are you doing, NBA? I said, nothing else. You just made LeBron James a freaking martyr. I mean, let's be, let's be real. Those who don't want to see LeBron win and want to see him lose, they don't want to see him get cheated. They want to see him get beat and get checked by somebody. They, they don't want to see you rob him. At the end of the day, I mean, this would have went down as the greatest upset in a game one in the history of the NBA Finals, surpassing the answer as he stepped over Ty Lue, who happens to be coaching the Cavs right now. Fun little tidbit. But my God, NBA, like, go check yourself. You almost essentially just ruined the NBA Finals. We, we know what's going to happen now. You, did you really have to give that 73 win prior Golden State with Cupcake Kevin Durant weakest move in the history of a superstar in any sport to go join a team that you had beat previously? My, my goodness, man. What are we watching? This is where people start to think that things are rigged and they want to extend series for, for you know, ratings or what have you. Which is even more ridiculous because, my goodness, why would you side to the loaded team? I, it's, it's not hard to understand why people don't like Golden State. They're loaded enough. They think they're better than everybody else, and they know it, and they let, they let you know. They always, they're, they're talking. They've got that, you know, they kind of have that soft, tough boy toughness about them. And we all know it, and it makes most people sick because it's, it's hard for a lot of people now to even cheer for LeBron for those who don't like him. If only the Warriors, you know, can rival him to make people unite and be like, my God, take these guys down. You know, I mentioned fixed calls. There's going to be somebody out there in Dub Nation trying to call me out right now about the Draymond Green call two years ago when he gets suspended for hitting, you know, LeBron James or, you know, the, the I can't even remember what they did, whatever the altercation was at the last 50 seconds of the game that everybody thought was making, you know, a call to help LeBron James win a finals even in the situation when he was down three to one, I got to be down three to one as the game was ending. No, that that's not the call that was altered that ultimately, you know, changed the finals or affected the finals. Let me date you back two weeks prior to that game when it actually did. We're in Oklahoma City. It's three to one thunder. Kevin Durant, the second best player in the league currently second or third I love me some Kawhi I, I gotta give a shout out to my man KL I said that that's my number two but you know I might be in the minority on that either way Russell Westbrook all those boys the Thunder were a game away from going to the finals to get a rematch against LeBron James where he had beaten them years prior in Miami and what happens Draymond Green's out there and he field goal kicks Steven Adams in the groin at one point in the game and what happens absolutely nothing it was unbelievable he was already at the max for his technicals at that point the one that he eventually got two weeks later in Cleveland that got on the suspension I don't know what else you gotta do to get a technical for what Draymond Green did to Steven Adams in that game and the NBA did nothing why I don't know Maybe they didn't want that 73 team to get bounced before the finals. I really don't know. But you know what? We all saw it. The media forgets about it. They act as if it never actually happened. But I saw it. You tell me if that, with that Golden State team going into a game on the road in Oklahoma City would have been affected if their lone tough guy on that team was not playing against KD Westbrook and the Thunder at that point in time. 
get serious. So don't give me a biased call, I said at this point, towards you know the Cavs or anything of that nature because Golden State has been wreaking the benefit of the NBA and the non-hand-checking change rules and everything that goes along with it for the longest time, and it's the real reason why most fans of my generation don't want to even accept NBA at this point in this, as in this modern era. It's not that we don't understand that you know the athleticism now is greater than it's ever been, and the shooting has arguably been great as it's ever been. I said by some stretches of most players at the top level, but it's it's the changes of the game, the hand checking, they they got rid of it. That's basketball at its core. Is it's a street game. I said it might not be at the top level on every camera shot, but this is how you learn basketball growing up. It's on the blacktop. You know, it's one on one. You versus the guy in front of you, roll out, check up. You know, it's it's a tough game. It's a physical game. I've always called basketball a contact sport. You know, it's it's not football. Football is, you know, a collision sport. But basketball is still a contact sport. Absolutely can get hurt. It's not for the faint of heart. And, you know, these change of rules, these hand checks, this is why, you know, it's hard to even compare generations because, my goodness, you can't tell me Allen Iverson wouldn't have averaged 45 a season if you weren't allowed to hand check him in his day. Let's be real. He played now the answer would have just been greater than he already was, you know, so it's, I'm emotional about this topic, I hate to feel like we just got robbed in a basketball game is all it is, and it's, it's, it's shameful to me that the NBA can make so much favorable decisions towards a team that's already stacked, and the most of us that still watch this league, if it wasn't for the Warriors, the league actually would be very balanced for the first time in a very long time as and it's not if not for them and it's it's quite sick it's hard to cheer for these guys let's let's be real but you know and even moving over to the end let's not skip the end as we we get a game lebron makes a pass to george hill for a potential game winning two free throws we get to the line you know george hill he, he one one of two we saw it george Hill, you got to make that shot dude you're like a 10 year vet career 80% free throw shooter i know that's the biggest shot of your life but sack up, dude. You've got to make that. Freaking LeBron James has ha- got half a hundred behind you. As in, you, you guys have got to win that game. That's a must win, and you came up short. J.R. Smith, my goodness. Chauncey Billups got the first call on this after the game. He called him unprofessional. I cannot say it better. That, to lose your train of thought in that moment is completely unacceptable it's an insult to the rest of your teammates it's an insult to the entire team as a whole your fan base where is your head at jr and then you had the audacity to say that you you knew what the score was at the end of the game (laughs) there's a reason why you're getting trolled by the entire country right now because you're full of shit man and, I mean, to make it worse, you know, he makes the first shot. I don't know why you're not looking at the score then. The Cavaliers substitute Tristan Thompson into the game at that point to get offensive rebounding into the lineup to try to make make a shot in case he misses. But, you know, JR <laughs> just, just doesn't click, man. Doesn't click between the ears with him at that point. So, you know, and then, so, you know, we see what happens. They they blunder it, and it goes into OT, and we all know it's over at that point. Cleveland's not going not gonna to be able to keep it up for another extended time period. And, you know, the game's over. And Oh, excuse me. Yeah, once the game's over, we're reeling to the end. And what happens? The same thing that always happens with, with the dubs, it seems like. They start chirping. First, it's Curry going at LeBron. 
Then it's Draymond with Tristan Thompson. You know, at this point, what do they care? I said, they're, they're more than happy to take a suspension if it suspends LeBron. Who are they kidding? I said, the series is all over and done with and check, checkmate at that point. And, you know, didn't just talking smack after a game which, you know, they all played well. Durant 26-9, Curry 29-9, Clay 24, Draymond 13-9-11. All, you know, great performances on their own. But nothing held a candle to what LeBron James was single-handedly doing to them all night. And, you know, in most people, you would almost take that with a little bit of humility and, you know, at that point, take a sigh of relief knowing you probably just got away with one. You know, take the win. You should never bow out, never never apologize for a win. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying, but, you know, sh- show a little class. My goodness. There's a... Once again, you know, there's a re- it, it takes a tough team to come in here to sway fans to pull for LeBron James that don't normally pull for him around this time of year. And you guys do that better than anybody I can think of. And, you know, going into game two, NBA, we'll see what happens. Cleveland really had a shot in the dark to win either of these games. I said they had to win at least one. And likely now, they're probably not going to win it. And this is going to be a very short series. And, you know, if the NBA Finals just got ruined off game one, I'm going to be upset. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other people thinking the exact same thing. So, you know, I, I digress on the on the NBA Finals right now at this point. But we'll see what's going forward. I'm, I'm disgusted to see what we saw the other night. But let's change direction, brighten the mood, go to something a little bit more positive so we don't set up a complete negative tone on the whole day. I was spoken to about a few podcasts prior about uh, a few of the story time segments that we did, and they told me how they kind of enjoyed a few of the spots. And, you know, I'm, I'm delayed on Fame and Thrones episode two. Sorry, I've been a little tied up with different movings and work and what have you. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's still coming. It's in progress. But I definitely wanted to leave you guys something for the, the viewing audience that wanted to maybe, maybe get a good laugh for the rest of the day. Man, I tell you what, <laughs> I would I would have liked to have planned something, but sometimes things just fall in your lap. I actually found this piece of literature the other day, <laughs> waiting on a guy to you know meet up with for lunch, what have you, and you know there's <laughs> you'll never know what you can find sitting on a park bench, waiting for somebody and waiting to see if that pretty young thing that just walked in the coffee shop is going to come out in the next three minutes. While you're killing time, you never know what you might find. And lo and behold, I think I found what looked to be a journal, which turns out to be some form of, you know, young young masterpiece, quite honestly. And if we all just keep it between ourselves and we don't divulge too much where this information came from, uh, I think I actually would like to read you the segment out of one of these documented pages this man has, because quite honestly, I felt like if I don't share this, I'd be robbing the rest of my viewing audience. So, you know, without further ado, let me uh, let me give you a little bit of a spill on what I like to call, you know, a travel journeyman. Logs of the travel journeyman. To be honest, I don't know if I can actually capture the full, you know, excitement and enthusiasm that this guy was trying to, you know, pour out his heart and soul in this piece, guys. But, you know, I'm gonna try to paint a picture for you from what I've already previously read, because. This was obviously, you know, a very uh, touching subject for this man, but without further ado, here we go. Solely titled, Log 34. There were a lot of long nights on the force. Long, agonizing nights. Those that separate the men from the boys. Finally getting my call up to the big leagues. No more nights of cleaning up regurgitation or graffiti off the bathroom doors. (laughs) No, sir. 
No more chasing down punk degenerates and yelling at them to quit skateboarding on the damn sidewalks for me. This was the big time. My time. You never forget your first night on the job. For some, it ends in an act of heroism. For others, possibly a tragedy. But for those like me, you were just left in awe. A wild mixture of confusion, fear, and even slight arouse. Moments that only can leave one in a sense of epiphany when you almost question everything you've ever been told. I'll never forget my first night. It was a cool, brisk evening. October, I believe. My night was slow up till about midnight. Nights around a college campus can be hit or miss. We got the call for a B-36 noise complaint around 11.30. Reginald, my superior, was away from the squad car. He was already responding to a call about a punk knocking over the Porta Johns by the football stadium. I would have been there myself, but old Reg, he insisted he didn't need any backup. Reg always was one for overcompensation. The boys and I always questioned how he got that position. We swore it had to be some off-the-book transaction or favor. <laughs> what a prick. I can still remember kicking my feet up on the dashboard, slapping some bass while watching Reggie try to cuff that punk right before he took off running. Old Reg, his fat ass didn't make it five steps. He was calling for backup. For Christ's sakes, man, you were even going down a hill. But that's where I was, watching Reg make an ass out of himself again. Sitting in the squad car like a chump, trying to hit my high score on Angry Birds when suddenly I got the call. When the dispatch announced that B-36 out towards the Kensington Meadows apartment complex, I'd be damned if that emasculating, fierce voice wasn't speaking directly to me. Should I have waited? Possibly. That's what my superiors would have told me. But that kind of Boy Scout behavior was for the weak. I knew then I had a choice to make. And in my chest, I can feel my heart pumping. But there was no turning back now. This is my chance. This is Officer Randall. I'm in pursuit now. <laughs> Fuck you, Reg. My time. As I pulled into the complex, you could hear the music blaring from down the hill. My God. This is a big one. Most rookies are lucky to catch a jaywalker on their first go-round. But this, this had to be a big one. A full drunken rage gathering. Had to be at least five underage perps I could pop for consumption. Hell, it might even be some of that marijuana I've heard about. I could bust up this delinquent, degenerate orgy with at least ten arrests. I could become the new big shot on the force. <sighs> oh, the envy. I could see it now. The paperwork alone everyone would have to do over the weekend would keep me greening. Captain may even promote me. <laughs> How'd you like that one, Reggie? New top dog. Pulling into the parking lot, the volume from the place was that much louder. Initially thought to call for backup, but <laughs> help with that. I got this. My time. As I walk up the staircase, I reach for my piece. Naturally. A lot of mistakes are made when you underestimate your opponent. For all I knew, there could be some real hardcore shit going down in here. Possibly some internet piracy. Hell, these guys even have the Jolly Roger hanging from what I can see peeking through their window. <laughs> these punks think they're slick. Wait till they get a load of me. But then second thoughts hit me. My Jiminy Cricket, if you will. If I come in guns blazing, this might not end well for me. I'm undermanned, and these kids might be lawyered up. Second thought, gonna play it cool. Use my intuition. Maybe even befriend the weakest link of the party. Yeah, that limp zebra in the corner. I eliminate some of the gazelles in the room. He'd have a better chance of some of these young felines on the prowl. After all, there's always a rat. Yep, that's it. Gonna play it cool. Eyes on the prize, Randall. Eyes on the prize. As I reach for the door handle, 
I hear the sound of a majestic six-string slicing an epic kiss chord. Had to take a step back and regain my consciousness, my self-awareness. Okay, plan B. These rebels mean business. Only one option now. Ram the door. After three epic fails and a possible dislocated shoulder, and no surrender from the culprits, I decided to channel my inner karate kid. The crane, Randall. The crane. These punks are your William Zabka. Show them who's in charge. And you know what? I kicked down that door like a Mr. Miyagi disciple. It was glorious. I immediately regretted no one else was there to see it. As I monkey rolled into the enemy territory like a complete boss, I swiftly rose to my feet. Freeze, perps! But at that moment, I admit, my guard was shaken. Rage still to the max, but my psyche, it was shook. The epic debauchery I thought I was expecting was only an illusion. As I was then approached by a buck fifty shirtless man in nothing but a bandana, tiger pants, and a pair of drumsticks. As the demon gazed back into me in his confusion, he muttered, What seems to be the officer problem? What seems to be the officer problem? <laughs> the nerve of this perp. As I reached for my cuffs, I scanned the room. And much to my dismay, my prized siege became merely a mirage. No drugs in sight, no malt liquor bottles, not even a deck of cards. There wasn't even a goddamn female on the whole premise. In that moment, I realized I didn't break up the party of a century, only what seemed to be an intense rock band rehearsal. Four dudes, one shirtless, one in a Native American headdress playing a plastic instrument, one burly guy in cowboy boots, and the last one in ripped jeans, a DX shirt, belting out the lyrics to a Bon Jovi classic. I wanted to jack his jaw, but he did have the voice that rivaled the songbird of our generation. Succumbed by my humiliation and failure, I did the only thing I could do to salvage my dignity at that point. I issued a vicious verbal warning, and I reminded them, If I come back here, I'm coming back with a fire of a thousand suns raining terror on all your precious little jam session with the force of a Greek god. Judging by their faces, they got the picture. At least, I thought they did. As I made my walk of shame back to my squad car, I couldn't block out the jubilant laughter still coming from the apartment. That, and apparently the rehearsal wasn't over. I completed my walk of shame, and I was escorted out by an infamous NWA tract that should be banned, I tell you. I won't even name it. As I cranked my metal stallion of reinforced steel and strobe lights, the voice of a law enforcement legend spoke to me what felt telepathically. I'm getting too old for this shit. Man, I tell you, tough break for this guy. Sounds like he's uh, seen a few battles in his day. Everyone listening in, thank you again, as always. Sorry I've been a little delayed and been a little distance. I would have liked to have been able to keep the podcast up a little bit more current than I left it previously, but been a little busy. But again, I wanted to make sure I gave a shout out to everybody that was still listening. Hope everybody has a solid day. Hope you have a good Sunday. Uh, Game two tonight, live in Oracle. We'll see what happens, everybody. But as always, I'm sounding off. I said, feel free to hit me up. I am anytime, anybody. You know, everybody take care. And as always, it's not who we are underneath, but what we do that defines us. Heartbreaker out.
Hey yo, mic check one two one two. Making sure this is working. We're gonna do this acapella since super dope beat maker decided to quit. This is for all the homies in the grind, get money. And all for all those on Sunday Fun Day, wish around we could pass the beer to one another. A lot familiar. Ain't no records, fellas, just a rockin'. <clears throat> Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Jay. O to the SH. Been gone now, I'm back, homie, still hate. Back to put it down for my home state. Two J's, but the girls call me Bruce Wayne. Cue me up on stage like I'm Howie Long. I'm a beast in this booth like Donkey Kong. One more time so you cats don't get it wrong. Two J's like the shoes that I got on. Back to clean the streets like a Batman. Dressing all black like the cash man. Take what I can, read a tats, man. Step to me, lady sleep in a sim man. K Swedes ROC in the seed lane. Skipzilla J Bug and my candy man. Baby bro B Wall, just a few names. Whole squad roll deep like we Wu Tang. My flow prints do like a pack show. Dark night, got no love for these clown foes. Good girls don't want me, I'm a no-go But I still got love for these bad hoes Keep you on my mind like a money grind Fat ass, take my eyes, got me hypnotized Boy J never been for a punchline But get low for me, girl, 369 Let your boy check my style and my profile Heartbreak, I've been this way for a long while Cause I gotta keep it moving, gains mobile Can't change, no way, only break for Selena Kyle New rappers get paid off the same trash Skip you all like a rope and a fast pass Smoke you all by the pound like a fast stash. Clean you all in one blow, baby, Hulk smash. Don't sleep on me, keep the lights on. Number one, top my class like I'm Zion. First base, not me, that's for straight pawns. I'ma score every time like I'm reaching for the pylon. Hey, And for the ladies, I didn't forget about you neither. Check your facts, get back if you think wrong. Got your girl singing long like I'm Trey Song. Last name when she call me cut the D strong. Ten minutes back, she debating them clothes on. Who am I to deny, baby, to fly? She can get it when she want, no standby. Some of y'all till I'm up like the sunrise. Riding D till I need that she sleep like a lullaby. Hey! And yeah, sue me.